Welcome to Him for Her Radio, women's hot topics. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him for Her Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Suge Burry. What happen if you say what you want to say? This is Shug Burry with him for her radio women's hot topics. And I got to tell you, we have got an exciting show for you today. I am here with my friend, Angie Ocker, and she is someone that I have met on the road from RVing. Yes, we're going across the country in our big old RV in the U.S. of A. And you would not believe the interesting people that I have met. And Angie is one of them. Welcome, Angie, to the show. Hi, it's great to be here, Shug. I'm so glad you're with us. I know, right? Women's hot topics. We got to go in today. It's going to be really exciting. So friends, uh, today we're going to talk about the fact that she was raised in a Mennonite culture. And honestly, it's just an interesting lifestyle. We're going to learn about the Mennonite culture, and then we're going to learn about where she is today. So hang on, my friends. We have got a show for you. Are you ready, Angie? Yes, I am ready. Thank you very much for having me. This is exciting. So can you guys see the palm trees in the back? We are in Naples, Florida. Yep, you heard me right. Naples, Florida. It's about 90 degrees, so if we start to melt, you'll know why. But it is gorgeous out here. Um, And so I met Angie, and we were visiting, and she started to share with me a little bit about her background and her life. And I found out she had been raised Mennonite. So I am going to ask a few questions, because I know you're curious like I am. It's a culture that we're not familiar with. And she's going to help clarify a couple things for us, and then talk about where she is in her life today. So Angie, tell me a little bit about your past and your life. Well, my past, I was born and raised uh, in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, and um, I have four four brothers and a sister, so that makes six of us, and we had some foster girls, uh, babies running through the house different times, uh, so there often was eight of us, um, and... There was a lot going on. Mom had a big garden. We were always helping and because there was a lot of mouths to feed and we were a super busy family. Dad had his own business um, and mom helped with that. She used to work for her dad, but then she decided that she better help my dad because he needed a secretary and she was an <laughs> awful good secretary was she yes 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 so she would be gone sometimes during the day yeah so now your parents were they always Mennonites or did they decide to become Mennonites they were born and raised in the horse and buggy Mennonite church which is old order Mennonite now you said horse and buggy yeah so you know when I go to Wisconsin sometimes you see some Amish I don't know if they're Amish or not or Mennonites going down the side of the road with horse and buggy how can you tell the difference between Mennonite and Amish people well, there is some very small differences. So you can't, unless you know what you're looking for, they look the same. Okay. They have their, wear their hair up with a cap. They wear the custom uh, sewn dresses. Um, their buggies are different colors, gray versus black. But then some old order Mennonites have yellow ones and some Amish have yellow ones too. So Really? Yeah. Okay. So that's interesting. All right. So what is, uh, you know, I understand that Mennonite is a religion or it's not a religion. 
Yes, it is a religion. Um, it's also a culture. Okay. Do they believe in Jesus Christ? Or yes, what, what they is believe belief? in being born again with an adult baptism, hence the word Anabaptist. Anabaptist. Yeah. Okay, adult baptism. Yes. All right. So they believe in adult baptism. They believe Jesus Christ is yes. their Lord and Savior. Yes, is that they right? do. They believe he died on the cross to save us from our sins and to... Um, accept him in your heart as your personal savior. Okay. So really it's the same thing I believe. Yes. So why am I not Mennonite then? It's kind of a lifestyle. You were born into it. And I say a lot of the times if I meet a nun, an ex-Mennonite on the road, I can tell that he was. There's something sometimes that just doesn't leave. Okay. So it's, it's definitely a lifestyle also. Yeah. They believe in being separated from the world. And to be separated, you totally have to be um, not you. Oh, I'm not sure how to how to say it. But to be separated, like the color car you drive, mm-hmm. um, the uh, the things you listen to, no radio, no um, outside, no TV. Yes, like the pressures from the outside. Mm-hmm. Do no, they have no, computers no. or anything like that? Yes. Well, some of them do, and some of them don't. It just depends what segment of night it is. A sect. Yeah. Okay. So a sect that's kind of like a separate group yes. within the whole of yes. the Mennonites. Is yes. that right? A hundred percent. Look at how I'm learning. Yes. Okay. You're a quick learner, Shug. Well, you know what helps to read a little bit before we got together. <laughs> so a Mennonite is just to clarify, they believe in Christ. They believe in a personal relationship in Christ. They believe in adult baptism. They want to live a separate life yes. than the rest of the world, yes. kind of in the, the uh, secular uh, world that we all live in. Uh, there isn't any uh, TVs or, or electronics, basically, but they, some have computers. Some have different color buggies and outfits versus the Amish, but they're very similar to the Amish, right? Yes. And didn't they leave the Amish, uh, or not leave, but didn't they become a different sect because of baptism? Yes, because of baptism and communion. And communion. Yes. Okay, what do they believe in communion? Uh, for the communion, they would just have the bread and the cup. That's it. Okay. They would just they would just have the bread and the cup for the communion. Uh, and it was also, they disagreed in the length of communion. For when the Amish have communion, it's like a two-day thing. And when the Mennonites have it, they have it on a Sunday morning and they're done. Okay. Okay. So two days versus a Sunday morning. Yes. Okay. Well, that's a little brevity. Quickness. <laughs> it's kind of like the ADHD version, which I would appreciate. They just drag it out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, when you, it's worship. It's just a big worship thing. So friends, as you're listening to this, I really want to be respectful of the Mennonite and the Amish culture. It's a culture that, that really speaks to a lot of people. But sometimes when you're raised and in, in that culture, um, it's not a good fit or perhaps some of the guidelines that they have um, uh, might make you feel sometimes like an outcast or someone who doesn't belong. So we're going to get to that in just a minute. So Angie, you said your mom was, uh, did foster care, correct? Yes. And you said maybe there'd be, how many natural children did she have? Six. Okay. Six natural children. And then you said sometimes there'd be 10 kids in the house. Were they also Mennonites? No, they were not. They were from the outside. They were. They were called town children. Town, oh, the townies. Yeah. The town children. Okay. So that she, oh, she sounds like a wonderful person. She is. She wanted to share her, uh, because she came from a family of, I think, 13. Okay. And wow. Yeah. So she wanted, even though she couldn't have, like, could have a lot of children naturally, let's just say she was done, right? Yeah. Because yeah. six children, oh my gosh, right? Uh-huh. So she would go and um, foster those who needed a 
good home. What a good woman. Yeah. Oh, you know, you know, ladies, I deal with prisoners all the time. And most of the prisoners' children are in foster care. And we need, I'm just going to do a little plug. We need good, loving families who believe in Jesus Christ to help raise these children, either until their moms get back out of prison and back on their feet, or um, until they're able to find a more permanent home. So thank you. And your mom, she's still alive, right? Yeah, she is. Oh, good. Um, and, you know, she's just a blessing. So we have to continue to pray. Okay, so this is where we're at. Just to bring you up to speed, my name is Shugbury, him for her radio, Women's Hot Topics. Today I am with Miss Angie Ocker, Mrs. Angie Ocker, actually. And she was raised in a Mennonite community. Some things happened in her life where she decided to leave, and we're going to find out what that is. And also, I met Angie Arvian. So this is these are some of the great people that I am meeting. Okay, so you're part of the Mennonite culture. You're being raised. Um, was there any, did you have any kickback yourself in being raised in that culture? Kickback as Were you in... a rebellious child? Yes. Well, <laughs> looking back, I was always told I was rebellious, but looking back, I was forward thinking. I thought for myself instead of swallowing everything that was handed to me. Oh, that's a good thought. You were so, forward thinking. I like Yes. That. Okay. So that's, that's how I view myself now. Mm-hmm. And that's how I view it when I had the, um, when I was growing up, mm-hmm. instead of being, I wasn't, because I didn't intentionally go do bad things. Yeah. I just did Angie things. Yeah. Yeah. And you had said that oftentimes you would be scolded for your, um, how you wore your clothes or, uh, was that right? Yeah. Okay. So tell us a little bit about that. Like different things, how things were sewed or the, uh, thickness of your stockings. Okay. They had to be 30 denier and you were watching. What's a denier? Thickness. Oh, it is a thickness. Yeah. Okay. So if you ever go look on a pair of pantyhose and a pack in the store, it'll yeah. tell you what denier it is. Oh, it, oh, okay. And they had it all down. Yeah. Did you have to wear stockings all the time? Yes. You could not that go hot? to that. Yes. You could not go to the house without stockings. Oh my gosh. That'd be super hot. Yes. And how many boys and girls did you have in your family? There were four boys. Four boys. And then a little sister. Yes. So there was three brothers. It was me, three brothers. And then there was a gap, about a five-year gap. And a little sister was born that I had prayed for so much. and was super, super happy. And then 13 months later, a little boy was born. Oh, that darn boy showed up. (laughs) (laughs) That is amazing. So did you feel a difference between being a male or a female in the Mennonite culture? I did. To the fact of um, me not getting, being able to get my license when I was 16. So my brother got his license same year I did. He was 16 and I was 18. And I always look back at that as being, huh, you're a girl. And I always wanted to do things as good as boys because I thought I could. Yeah. I knew I could. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Amen to that. Amen to that. So what had happened as you aged a little bit? um, uh, What role? Actually, let me ask you this question. What role did God have in your uh, life as far as being a Mennonite and then after leaving the Mennonite culture? Well, I will tell you this, being raised Mennonite, it was, God was used as an authoritarian, like up there with a big whip. And Mm -hmm. if you didn't do something right, he would strike you. Mm. And I grew up like that. Mm -hmm. I was scared. I was scared of God. Mm -hmm. I was afraid of him. You know, when the Bible talks about fear of the Lord, um, I don't believe it's supposed to be that he's there with a whip, but that the fear of the Lord is a reverence. It's a holiness. It's that, you know, that he is God and he is our creator. And yes, he is our judge as well. So there's that, that um, reminder of the fact that we are under and submitting to Christ and submitting to God, but not in a way that has a... 
a thumb on you all the time. Did you feel like that? Yes, because on the uh, Bible verse that was printed on the outside sign of our school said, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Yeah. And that is true. <laughs> that is true. Absolutely. But not in a way that you feel like you're constantly being condemned. Yeah. Because Jesus said, I did not come into this world to condemn the world, but, but to, to save, save the, the world. world through him. So Very good. Very okay. good. It took me a long time to realize that because of um, being raised in the Mennonite church and um, the consequences that followed. We're going to get into that. Yeah. Okay. And um, feeling totally condemned and never really reaching out of that pit till years later. Yeah. So your mom and dad were both active in your life. Is that correct? Yes, they oh, were. And, and if you had to be disciplined as a child for doing something, was their discipline pretty similar to what you see in other families today? Families as in Mennonite families no, or no, 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 it was not. It was more corporal. More corporal. Okay, yeah. so corporal punishment. Yeah. Okay, all right. So a little bit more physical yes. than what you see um, in a lot of families today. Yes. Um, and remember, I was a stubborn child, so guess what? <laughs> yeah, but you're just a little butterfly. I could see you flitting all over the place, having trouble sitting still and doing stuff all the time. I was an average student in school because I always wanted to go do be outside or do something else. Yeah, yeah. And how were your teachers? Were they in corporal punishment as well? Or yes, they were. They would spank the boys more, though, than the girls. They would. Yes. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, <laughs> things have changed, haven't yes. they, over the years? Yes, I think, yes, you yes. know, even if you look back to public schools way back in the day. 70s, you're talking 70s, and there was way more of that. Yeah. Uh, the ruler slapping in the hands. Yeah. And the, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there was a lot more of that. Um, you had talked about that there was a turning point in your life where you decided to leave the Mennonite culture. Can you share with us a little bit about that situation? Sure. So I was um, feeling very tied down. I was feeling very boxed in. Um, and I did not have good communication with my parents like I should have. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I say it was because how they were raised and they didn't know how to deal with this outside of the box girl that just didn't quite fit in the mold. And um, I pushed to um, escape with my butterfly wings, as you so said. Now, how, how old are you at this time? 17. 17, and I still didn't have my license, and I wanted to go run around with the kids at church. Um, but they're Mennonite kids, But they're right? Mennonite kids. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you aware of what's going on in the outside world when you're a Mennonite living in the culture? No, you're so naive. So you don't know no. that other 17-year-olds are feeling rebellious as well. Right. Okay. I, th- I thought I'm like... Uh, somebody strange and different. Okay. Okay. So you're, you're 17. You're feeling a little unrest. Yeah. What happened? And, uh, well, that was about, that was about a year of that. Mm -hmm. I I got a job with my uncle in the automotive repair uh, supply business. And he was so kind to me. He knew that I wrestled with a lot of things that I shouldn't have wrestled with at home. Uh, and then when I turned 18 is when I got my license and I started, um, hanging out with the uh, crowds. I could drive to the churches, but I had a 10 o'clock curfew. Mm-hmm. I couldn't stay out any longer than 10 o'clock. And if I was five minutes late, there was, punishment. was that pretty common with other kids your age? No, they were allowed to be out later. It's a, just an 18 year old Mennonite could have stayed out later yeah. than 10. Cause by that time they're dating mm-hmm. and, you know, preparing to be, um, a wife yeah. in the very near future. They often got married at 19, 20, something like that. And did, no, they don't, um, just for clarity, because I'm not that familiar with the Mennonite culture, they're not committed to another, there's not arranged marriages, is No, there? there is not. Okay, so you get to choose you who get your to, spouse would be. Yes. And then you had mentioned to me um, earlier something about Bible school that was kind of meant to meet your... Yes, they would go to Bible school to meet your significant other. 
Okay. So, and how old were you at that time? I was 18. Okay. So, so you're of the age that you're looking to be married, et cetera. Is there something about the painting of the door colors of whether or not, no, I just, I was reading this. I was reading this. I don't know if it's the Amish or the Mennonites, so bear with me. It's the Amish. I know. Oh, it is. Okay. Okay. And sleeping with the board between you on dating nights. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that. I don't think they practice that anymore, but that was a, that was a a thing called culture. So the door colors, what I'm talking about ladies the door colors is where a door would be a certain color uh stating that there's someone available of marriage age in the home um and then a different door color which i believe is red just means a welcome um and so i just i think blue means there's a dating person and then red might be uh that it's a welcome sign and a a sign of protection for the home so excuse me that's amish we're going to switch back (laughs) over to the mennonites for just a minute so um what and why did you decide to leave the mennonite culture well I uh, met this guy at work at my uncle's automotive repair business. And he's a Mennonite? He was not a Mennonite. He was a church of the brethren. Okay. And we hit it off. So one evening, uh, I was supposed to go to church, and I didn't. I instead went to his house. You skipped. I skipped church. Hmm. Mom and dad, I never did that. (laughs) (laughs) And being as naive as I was, um, I just definitely went along with his suggestions and um i was into it because hey i was feeling my i was had wings and they were well you had hormones yeah yeah (laughs) and um we ended up goofing around and having sex and my first ever sexual experience Mm. it was not protected i got pregnant Mm. Mm -hmm. so you became pregnant and then what happened and it was a couple months about three three-ish months or so of course by that time a 110 pound little girl starts soon showing mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. um i knew i had to do something so i started looking for places to live uh outside of my home because i figured that i could not stay home um and i should have been talking to my mom and dad about it mm-hmm. but i did not have a good relationship with them and it definitely my fault i should have reached out to them but i didn't know how mm-hmm. i wasn't given the tools you have to give your children tools for communication some of them i feel need to be given them tools instead of some are born with it i wasn't born with it mm-hmm. so you believe that all parents should give their children tools on how to communicate with them in a way that they don't have fear yes even if they've sinned yes and done something you know wrong not only in god's eyes but in their families and culture's eyes as well yes um And I totally left my parents down and I knew I did that. I knew I left my parents down and leaving them down. I hate, I, I'm a people pleaser, which is, can be a whole nother thing. Being people pleaser is very exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So exhausting. But, um, yeah, the, uh, deal with that is when you're a people pleaser, you can't please everybody. Mm -hmm. So on to, um, I was looking for a place and, um, word got out. Hey, Angie's looking for an apartment. And because the neighborhood's very tight, there's all kinds of Mennonites living around. And so you're looking for an apartment in the Mennonite community. Yes. In my hometown. Okay. I did not go out of my hometown because I want to keep my job. Um, So, okay. So you're pregnant. You're looking at apartments. If the word is getting out, then what happened? And so they asked me, are you pregnant? Because um, mom saw some signs Mm -hmm. being a mom. She knew what to look for. Yeah. And I said, yes, I am. And it was very, very stressful in our house. For sure. How did your parents handle that? Not very good. They were super sad. Um, my dad didn't talk to me for a long time. Mm. He has said, you, I had great hopes for you and you totally screwed them up. And I was like, I know, dad, I'm so sorry, but 
you know, a Mennonite father, he, because of um, peer pressure, I can say the word peer pressure, (laughs) looking on, people looking on, he needs to keep his family in line and um, following that, that uh, family tradition, family line Mm -hmm. needed to keep that. And that wasn't happening with me. Yeah. I totally rebelled. Mm. So I'm sure that was really hard for you. It was. was terrible. Did you have to move out then? Well, they um, said if I wanted to keep the baby, that I would have to move out. But they wanted me to give him away. That was the first um, move in helping me to stay at home. Because they didn't like the idea of throwing their daughter out. Mm-hmm. But if she didn't want to follow their rules, um, it had to it had to be another way. So right up until three days before he was born, the pressure was pretty hard. I was taken to different places to, to show him where to, um, someone to, to adopt my child. And, but I had a good job and I'm like, I want to keep my baby. And there just was this strong, strong, uh, feeling in me. Cause some girls are, when they have a, a child outside of wedlock, it's, we want to give them up because we want to proceed with our life. But for some reason, I just didn't have that. Yeah. And give the child the best life that they can have. Yes. But you're almost 20. Are you yes. are 20 at this point? Yes. 20 yes. years old. You've got a good job. Yes. A stable uh, yes. uh, future as far as monetary. Um, and then how did your mom, now I understand that the mothers and wives are submissive to their husbands on all things. Um, how did she deal with this knowing that she loves her baby girl, but yet she can no longer have you living with them? To this day, I don't know how she survived. It must have been really hard because I look back. She was in the labor. She went with me to childbirth classes that my aunt gave me. And um, she was with me to encourage me, coaching me the whole time. Uh, And then in the birth uh, at the hospital, she was with me. So I am to this day, I'm not sure how she pulled it off. She was strong, strong woman Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I'm sure she was getting a lot of flack from her friends and from my father. So you moved out. Yes. You moved in with relatives. Is that correct? Yes. A great aunt and uncle. Mm -hmm. Okay. And were they Mennonites? Yes, they were. Okay. So they same church. Were they shunned because they took you in? No, it was not their child. It's so different when it's not your child. Then you're doing the work of God, probably. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Helping out. Yes. Did your church um, at all give you any um, help as far as um, walking through this opportunity uh, for restoration in your faith? I have to honestly say, no, they didn't. They Mm. just pushed me to the back corner and hoped that I would somehow find my way. Yeah. So I had no tools. I had no um, uh, mentors. Mm -hmm. There was nobody. The only thing I would say is my aunt, uh, that was uh, my aunt to the gentleman that I worked with, my uncle that I worked with, his wife, she gave me some tools. And also there was a girl they hired to help take my place when I was, um, had this, uh, when the baby was born. Mm-hmm. So um, he, she was also, she was almost my age. Yeah. But she had some really strong background. Mm. And so she helped me too. And she was a Mennonite as well. Yes. So some of the culture did, some of the family did come rallying around you, but the church was silent. Yes. Okay. So just to wrap it up for a second, ladies, um, Angie Auker was born in, or not born, but raised a Mennonite. And she uh, found herself at 17, sowing her wild oats and found herself pregnant, um, had a lot of shame in that area and was hoping that she could um, at least work something out with her mom and dad. And in their culture, they are basically shunned um, And if she did not give up her child. Um, so you chose to keep your baby. Yes. And you had a, a natural delivery. Yes. And what is your child's name? His name is Justin. 
Justin. Justin Sean. I love it. Justin. Yeah. Hello to Justin Sean. I love the name. I love the name. How old is he today? He is 37. 37 yes, years old. Yes, and he is a very, um, he is just full of life and he's excited about trying new things and he owns his own business. Yeah. And so, and he's married to Nicole. Awesome. And they're doing great. Are they, you grandma yet? No, they uh, adopted a puppy and two kitties. Oh, so, well, that kind of counts. Yes. Little grandpets. Yes, grandpets. And they're it. super happy. And I just want them to be happy. They have to take care of the baby, not yeah. me. <laughs> we're going to uh, come back to our conversation with Angie Ocker while we're here in beautiful Naples. And we're going to talk about her Mennonite experience and what her life is like today. Ladies, you know that if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, would today be the day that you say yes to him? And it's a simple prayer. Father God, I'm a sinner and I ask that you come into my life. Forgive me for my sin, Lord, and help me to follow you the rest of my days. I invite you into my life, Jesus. In your name, I pray. Amen. 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 Ladies, this is Shugbury, in for her radio, Women's Hot Topics. You know I love you. Over and out. Hey, ladies, this is Shugbury, and I'm the host of Him for Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics. I am so glad that you have found our show amongst the millions of podcasts that are out there. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, would you please do me a favor? Like it, rate it, thumbs up. We're on YouTube as well, so don't forget to find us there. You can watch our guests also. Please subscribe so you don't miss a show. We also have started Him for Her Crazy Testimonies. And each of our guests that we have on the show shares their personal testimony, how they received Christ in their life. This is Shugbury. You know I love you. Over and out.